Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where our goal is to give listeners a rational satisfaction expressed not with this is what I really want, but with this will do. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. (laughs) That shouldn't speak to my soul as directly as it does. But it really does. Whose mission statement are we uh, parodying this week? It's a real one, evidently. Hat tip to John Gordy on Twitter for recommending the Muji about page oh, to us. Muji. The, we've, Muji. Muji has been a thing. It's been a thing, exactly. And it's like this super cool, cute uh, Japanese stuff. They're they're really known for, I think, the tote bags and they've mm-hmm. got like, a, like all kinds of basically like house goods. Yeah. And they're they're real simple designs, but but real chic looking. Yeah. I mean, this about page is incredible like for one thing it's 10 paragraphs long which you never like no slogan (laughs) (laughs) which is products like the thing about this is not this is what i really want but but this will do is word for word we we didn't like change that to be funny that that's on the page (laughs) i mean it's incredible It's incredible. Muji's products born from an extremely rational manufacturing process are succinct, but they are not in the minimalist style. That is, they are like empty vessels. Simplicity and emptiness yield the ultimate universality. Embracing the feelings and thoughts of all people. That means incredible. Bravo. Bravo. This is what I really want expresses both faint egoism and discord. While this will do expresses conciliatory reasoning. That's so judgy. (laughs) It's so touchy. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. This is. Uh, this is. A, this is a triumph, really. I don't know that we. I don't know that we outdo ourselves from here. Bravo! Thanks, John Gordy. <laughs> uh, well, my first thing uh, is that we have reached maximum core. <laughs> Cottage core, uh, any kind of core that you can think of, uh, has been surpassed by a TikTok trend for core core. so forget your goblin core forget your cottage core 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 as mashable describes it is an aesthetic trend on tiktok that derives its name from an ironic use of the core suffix oh stop they did it they did it (laughs) they They decided they corned core they corned core what were they thinking Oh, that's so amazing. So obviously you you if you're a longtime listener to this show, you know we've talked about lots of cores, cottage core, and evidently goblin core was briefly a thing. And so then they finally just they made it infinity core. Yeah. Now this is not uh, anti any of those cores. It's all of them. This is what I love about it. Uh so this is taking anything you want <laughs> and then saying it's core core. 
It's core core. Like it could mean whatever you want it to mean. You're just you the only thing you that that most of these seem to do is parody the person who had been showing off goblin core or showing off cottage core. So you do a little little demo or or showing <laughs> or whatever of your core core setup. If we were the kind of people who had guests on our show, which we're not because we don't have time to do that, um, we would want to have Kieran Press Reynolds on, a yes. digital culture blogger who is described as, quote, an eagle-eyed trend watcher who writes extensively on niche internet micro-genres. And he first wrote about CoreCore and called it an anti-trend that can be loosely defined as similar and disparate video and audio clips that are meant to evoke some form of emotion. <laughs> and this is Gen Z starting to stretch its wings it is they have they have the irony gene that the millennials didn't always have not all millennials but you know wasn't as dominant Um, yeah i'm I'm here for it i love it and what i hear i'm gonna go ahead and translate that into more inflammatory language millennials (laughs) are irritating and humorless and gen z's are gonna mock them until the end of time and it's just gonna be beautiful to watch <laughs> slash mutually assured destruction <laughs> as gen x sits there with its socks that says if you conceive these bring me more wine <laughs> live laugh laugh literally my son just like let me have like i'm gonna have a little gen x moment my son today yeah, was yeah. like did you know that social security is gonna run out in like 2036 <laughs> and he go which is amazing like just good job teenager but i was like he's like Millennials and Gen Zs are screwed. And I was like, you know, that's so um, perfectly framed by you because you know who's actually going to want to be retiring in 2036? Me. Also. Literally me and all my Gen X friends. And you're just like, oh, Millennials and Gen Z are screwed. The best part of it, too, is like in 1993, I remember my bosses at NPR asking me, the intern, like, are you concerned about social security running out? And I was like, I don't know. My generation just assumes everything will be bankrupt by the time we're old. Right. Totally. So first of all, this is a long running scare tactic, but second or B, it almost certainly will run out the second that we Gen Xers are about to retire and no one will care because they're going to be like millennials and Gen Z's aren't going to be able to retire. Well, the, the, the thing is there is no social security like account. (laughs) <laughs> right it's not a, like a, it's just part of the government budget that's <laughs> like you got to pay this much it doesn't have to. they didn't open a savings account somewhere and like <laughs> yeah and it just keeps going so down. it can kind of either run out or not at any moment mm-hmm. mm. exactly wow it's up to them yep. it's up to them vote accordingly um something that the kids are doing the gen z's are definitely doing is <laughs> making their own drinks bringing them to parties and calling them borgs oh so they are drinking you know because we've had so many stories about like oh no kids aren't drinking anymore nobody's drinking but there are still some drinking that's good uh what is a borg and is resistance (laughs) futile i believe resistance may be futile the borg stands for blackout rage gallon (laughs) oh jeez. so that's great (laughs) ah the more things change Exactly. Um, but I think the idea, this is, this is like been blowing up on TikTok. Wait, did you say blackout rage gallon? Gallon. That was the G? Okay, thank you. That's the G. Exactly. So they get a gallon jug <laughs> and they fix it. They, uh, fix up a drink that is ideally half water, half vodka. Apparently some TikTokers <laughs> will just fill it up with vodka. God help oh, them. That's a really bad idea. But okay. Then they yeah. put in like a caffeinated flavor enhancer. 
Okay. Uh-huh. And then like a liquid IV type thing and some powdered electrolytes. Oh, look at that. Little nutrition. I know. <laughs> right? It's actually like extremely logical and it's safe. <laughs> I mean, drinking a gallon of this beverage is probably not safe. No. But the idea is that they consider it a genuine harm reduction because like no one can drug your drink. Uh-huh. You bring your own. Right. Okay. It is, uh, you know, it has some some hangover proofness and With the hydration. Yeah. If you put in. the water in, definitely you need to put the water in for the hydration. But yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's a it's a COVID prevention measure, measure true, too, because like the communal sharing, drink is out. Yeah. Yeah. Borgs. I'm on, I'm actually on board. <laughs> on board. You're on Borg. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Thank <go>. you. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. Now that you've put it that way, I'm like, this is an incredibly rational and a, and a, a great rationalization. It's exactly. It's a rational satisfaction. It's not what you really want, but no, it will do. But it will do. <laughs> it will do lots of things to you. <laughs> Some of which you won't remember. Some of which you'll be sorry about. And then they're giving them, uh, they (laughs) then will give them punny names such as Soldier Borg, Ah. Brown versus versus the Borg of Education. (laughs) Oh my God. Sponge Borg and Borgingham Palace. (laughs) Wait. So there we go again. I am sorry, millennials, but you would never allow someone to call something Brown versus the Borg of Education. No, no, they wouldn't. They definitely, no, that would be so appropriating. Yeah. I know. No, it's really true, actually. Mm. It's really true. So, yeah, they just, uh, this is, Welsh Borgie is what Rich said in the chat. Oh, dude. You're going to have to go back to college. (laughs) Yeah. See, Rich is honorary Gen Z. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Was one I didn't make out. It was already on here. <laughs> Our Borg really and Savior. I mean, it's like it's actually, despite the sheer volume of drink involved, it's actually like it's pretty reasonable and delightful. Good job, kids. If, if I recall my college days, which I don't really, uh, but I'm pretty sure I likely drank more than a half gallon of booze in some situations. Yeah. So. In some ways, for some people, this could be a limiting factor, too. If you just have that. Yeah. yeah, If you're like, you know what? I'm sticking to my Borg. I'm not touching anything else. Uh Uh-huh. It's pretty funny. So I had to bring it up because it is everywhere. And it's so everywhere on TikTok that it has now made the leap to mainstream media. And if I didn't talk about it this week, it was going to be like officially too old to thing. But literally, I was somebody told it me told me about it at a dinner yesterday and then i was like holy crap there are stories about this all over i got it that's great i'm definitely doing this at my niece's baptism (laughs) (laughs) call it our borg and savior yes it'll be right perfect it's on theme (laughs) totally appropriate (laughs) (laughs) i can't imagine anyone would object i'll put wine in mine i'm gonna call mine borg and punishment oh yeah i actually uh rich also put borg on golf which is as joe pointed out a deep cut Ah, is deep pork and stained bears. Ah, yeah. If you need a name for your Borg, head- <gasps> Borg and beans, <laughs> Borg and Bess. God damn it! Now I don't want. I need to make a Borg. Uh, if you need a name for your Borg, head to the It's a Thing Discord. That's <laughs> right. At it's a thing. Me slash live. <laughs> um, did you know the Super Bowl is scripted? Yeah, they 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 found the script. Uh, it's all over Twitter. Oh it's going to be 37-34 Philadelphia. Yep. 
Yeah, womp womp. It's but, funny because my brother's actually been <laughs> ranting in our group text about how the NBA is scripted lately, or the NFL. Like uh-huh. he's literally been saying that the games were scripted, and I wonder if actually he was just getting all this crap on Reddit. And that probably it's been an ongoing conspiracy theory because so, he's like, so, oh, yep, NFL okay. is scripted. He even used a hashtag. <gasps> According to Pointer.org, uh, the journalistic organization, it was the January 30th, ep- January 30th episode of the Barstool Sports podcast, Macrodosing, when co-host Arian Foster, former running back for the Houston Texans, uh, said before the taping how the NFL is rigged. Uh, and that just kind of spun out into everyone deciding to turn it into like, yeah, it's, it's scripted. It's rigged. I found the script. Oh, that's hilarious. Birds aren't real. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Tearing my ACL, Eagle Center Jason Kels was asked about it this week, apparently, and said it was a, <laughs> a great interview. And then he goes, tearing my ACL in 2012 was probably the worst thing that Roger ever scripted, referring to Roger Goodell. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Kelke hated the NFL script in 2012 that told him to tear his ACL. Barstool Sports. That is so funny. And it was during that Chiefs game over the Bengals, because my bro and I are Bengals fans, that he was like really losing his mind. And he kept uh, he kept tweeting or he kept texting me like, hashtag NFL is rigged. Oh, my God. The, the best it's part. It's a thing and I didn't even know it because I just thought it was my crazy brother being crazy. <laughs> no, it's a part of a thing. Uh, somebody oh, was able goodness. to get a hold of of uh, the um, source code uh, using, in this case, WebMaker uh, for NFL.com and was able to change the box store. Or no, it was ProFootballReference.com. Uh, changed the box score. Uh, to make it look like, hey, I, f- I found a leak. I found this a is leak. this is what it's going to be. We're laughing now, but we all know what's going to happen here. It's going to end up being thirty-seven, thirty-four, isn't it? And this is going to take off like wildfire. Like everybody's going to be like, the NFL is rigged. And yeah. here's the thing. Actually, I brought a very timely thing to the lineup, but I had to do my two other things because Mm -hmm. they're so in the news right now. So I'm just going to add my like bonus thing, which is um, that not to anyone's surprise, sports betting has taken over America. It's an Uber thing. It's like the Uber thing. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe the degree to which they're just like marketing it to college kids and the whatever. But the thing that we have not yet considered, so this is a, I'm sort of predicting a thing. Yeah. Uh, a like London football soccer fan made this point to me that America has no idea what's coming in terms of match fixing that once you have right, like rampant sports betting, you get match fixing and that we don't even know what's about to come. And so when you put the NFL is rigged through or super Bowl is scripted through that lens, (laughs) you really do start to go down the rabbit hole fast. Yeah. Well, because because <laughs> rugby, soccer, the sports in the the English Commonwealth, uh, all uh, can be bet on legally, and have you've been able to do that for a very long time? Uh, the United States, to to my way of thinking, right this second is kind of like China coming out of COVID with gambling. Right. right, we shut off the gambling <laughs> in the early twentieth century, and you know had had zero gambling. Uh, policies until now and we're like oh i guess we'll let gambling happen and the rest of the world is like yeah we eased ourselves through the gambling and the match fixing and figuring stuff out you can't you can't just turn it off <laughs> it's like and just flip it back on and be like yeah. this will be fine it's gonna be great 
Yeah, that is a disturbingly accurate analogy. Mm. So yeah, by next year, if not this year, the Super Bowl might in fact be scripted, just not in the way that we think. Yeah, not intentionally scripted by everyone. Exactly. But someone's shoeless, Joe. (laughs) Deep cut, deep cut. Shoeless Borg, am I right? (laughs) Shoeless Um, chickens. Don't get... An inflation chicken is the headline of the New York Times because that's oh, how big a freaking tell me thing. what to do. I'm going to buy one right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do, New York Times. That's what a big thing inflation chickens are. Oh, wow. Wire yeah. cu- This is wire cutter. Wow. This is on wire cutter and it linked to an original story from the New York Times that was on the February 2nd that was like, everybody's getting freaking chickens. <laughs> Because of the spike in egg prices. So, like, the way Americans work is mm-hmm. if you think that there's some scarcity, you hoard the bejesus out of that thing. But it's right. really hard to hoard eggs. Yeah. Turns if people out, could have really made freezing. their own toilet paper out of toilet paper trees, they probably would have. They probably would have. And so now, evidently, there's just been this, like, hatcheries are, in fact, scrambling to keep up. Oh, no. There's a chicken shortage. chicken breeds that are, quote, heavy layers. Uh-huh. Everybody wants the heavy layer, says Ginger Stevenson, director of marketing at McMurray Murray McMurray Hatchery in Iowa. <laughs> and the t- and the wire cutter was like, "Don't don't do that." Like you, first of all, you'll spend like a thousand times more. Like you think that you're you're really winning because you buy like a four dollar chicken. Like a chicken is four dollars, right? But a coop is like a thousand dollars. Which, by the way, wire cutter has a top pick for chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> which of course they do right they're sending some like mixed messages here yeah and there's a referral link but you shouldn't do it but don't do it but if you're gonna do it do it through the, the referral link chicken. at least do the referral link <laughs> and get the best chicken the prefab six hundred dollars is the prehab one from tractor supply you gotta eat a lot of eggs to make up that six hundred dollars and also you have to take care of your eggs and also coyotes are going to get them and if they don't, dogs are. It ha- look, I'm sorry. It's that's work. just how it is. It's, it's like and yeah, if you do it for ten years, totally pays off. In fact, you'll have way more eggs than you'll ever want or be mm-hmm. able to eat uh if you can't sell them. I'd say this because my sister has chickens. <laughs> and whenever I visit, that fridge is half eggs. <laughs> Like she is, she is rich right now in eggs. She is, yeah, yeah. But she is not suffering from the egg shortage at all. She could really be making money, but yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. No, don't do it. Don't do it. But every apparently, it's like enough of a thing that the New York Times and the wire cutter had to be like, dude, you're gonna regret it. You really are. Inflation chickens. Inflation chickens. Hawks get them. Like chickens are very vulnerable creatures. It's even my little chewarier. Once attacked and grabbed a chicken by the wing. I got it away from him. Though. Keeping chickens is not a thing that everyone will want to do. It's a lot of work. I'm not it's saying you couldn't do it, but it's not like a, a short-term fix to your egg problem. Exactly. If you're just doing it because of egg prices, yeah. you may want to consider oatmeal let's, for like just a, like a couple days. Let's say you eat a dozen eggs a month. And the egg prices aren't going to come down for another year. Both of those are probably wildly extreme estimates. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're probably looking at spending an extra $36. (laughs) 
right? It's sort of like Americans' obsession with gas prices. <laughs> yes. Where it's yes. Sort of like, I get it that you sort of feel that strongly in the moment, but it's like a thousand dollars a year. It's like you could offset it with coffee. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very bizarre, we have these very bizarre obsessions and apparently oh, so much I know. so that now P- people, people go crazy over a 10 cent a gallon gas difference, which, which granted, if you're on a fixed income, you know, mm-hmm. or, or you're making a small amount and you're required to, to drive for your living. Yes, that absolutely can, can be a concern, but that's not most people. No. The most of the people complaining and, and going for the 10 cent difference are probably spending the 10 cents, you know, going out of their way to get the 10 cent difference. Just right. Yeah. It's just such a business. It's so irrational. And there it probably we're going to have like six months from now, like feral, a feral chicken problem because people are going to be letting them go because the egg prices will come back down. And they'll be like, That's all right. The coyotes chickens. will take care of that. Except, and then we'll have a coyote explosion. People just think about the knock on effects. Won't you? Uh, let's get to our feedback. Uh, these are things that have been sent in from the, the thing spotters around the world in the It's a Thing Thing Spotter Network. Feedback at it's a thing.me. Srinivas wrote in with a food follow up. Blue Diamond now has elote flavored almonds, and they are gloriously delicious, says Srinivas. You know, elote felt like a, like a risk mm. at the time. No, you nailed that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Damn. Good good call. Sarah writes in on a new... Also, I want to try this. Sarah writes in on a new wine thing. Hey, team thing. I'm writing to you from the wine section of my local grocery store. By the way, can I just say how great that is? I really pray that you actually did stop and go like, I got to email. It's a thing. That's amazing. I'm seeing, she writes, a ton of red wines in all price ranges labeled as barrel-aged. Rye and bourbon, barrel-aged Cabernet Sauvignon, rum barrel-aged Merlot, Port barrel aged Pinot Noir and infinite barrel aged red blends. Infinite? A lot of them, I guess infinite numbers hmm. of barrel aged red blends. A lot of them are in short squat bottles that more, look more like liquor bottles than wine bottles. I love wine. How did I miss this? We'll try to report back on how they taste. Tell me how they taste. Oh, yeah. Sarah, please, please do report on how they taste. And I think you absolutely spotted something because now that you say it, I know I've seen this a bunch and it's just been getting more and more frequent over the years. So I think it has reached thing status. Thank you, Sarah. That is a cool one. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Steven on a possible new thing. All right, Steven, thank you for your submission. Uh, Hi, Tom and Molly. My wife and I have been watching Poker Face like everyone else, meaning we've had to sit through several commercials uh, about BlendJet. I'm starting to wonder is BlendJet a thing? So I thought I'd send this over to you. We have several questions about this product. The pi- primary question being, why? <laughs> and <laughs> who is this for? We were also wondering if you have to also carry all of the ingredients with you so you can then blend them at the beach or by the pool. Doesn't that defeat the purpose of it being portable? Do you just load the ingredients into it and take it with you and hit the blend button later when you're riding in the back of a convertible? What about refrigeration? Do you have to take a cooler to keep the ingredients cool until you can meet up with your trendy friends at the rooftop party? Oh, and there are Lisa Frank versions of the blend jet, which is also why I started wondering if it's a thing. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and say that at Mm Target.com, the reviews on the BlendJet 2 portable blender, there are 11,130 reviews adding up to five 
out of five stars. Wow. This thing has five stars. Because you know how like you have a five-star review, but there's only two. So you mm-hmm. know it's just mom and dad. Right. Uh-uh. This has a 4.9 out of five guest ratings with 11,000 reviews. That's what all, is this? And do I need to farm. it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. Do I need this? I so my first my first uh presumption I will say was that yeah I've I've suffered this effect and I think Stephen was asking like am I just suffering this effect where when you see a commercial repeated enough your brain starts to do that thing where you're like I've seen this a bunch and maybe it's maybe it's common right. maybe it's a thing and so you need to double check that and so Stephen this this is great this that you did the right thing you you came to the experts <laughs> you went to you you asked your local doctor of thingology um <laughs> I would say though that if there's a Lisa Frank version yeah, and if exactly. there's that many reviews even if those are all like sock puppets you don't spend that money on farming out reviews on target.com unless you you're selling a bunch of them I think it might be a thing anyway, even even if you're suffering that repetition effect. I think it really might be a thing. And I have questions. There's a Disney collection. <laughs> of blend jets? Of blend jets. I'm on their website. There's a Disney Mickey Mouse, a Minnie Mouse, and a Disney love story. I mean, if you can afford to license Disney, then yeah, you got There's money. There's a Pixar Woody. Oh, yeah. This is real. That's a real thing, Stephen. You are not, you are not wrong. Well done. This is so. This is so Shark Tank. Like this is the most like Shark Tank product I could possibly also, even imagine. Every one of Stephen's questions is pertinent. <laughs> yes, that too. And apparently, I'm gonna have to buy it and find out. I will keep you posted. The, the only use I can think of would be if you take it to a party, right? Like somebody's mm-hmm. already set up a party, but then wouldn't they have a blender? It's like a Borg. <laughs> Ah, like you want to blend your own. Borg. Yeah. All right. Blend how much are they? How, what's the price on those? 50 bucks. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's and not out of the They're saying realm. like yeah. that you could take it to the gym, but I don't know why you. <laughs> to make your protein shakes at the gym, which again, goes right back to Steven's things like, okay, but why then not? you have to take all the ingredients and the cup you're going to drink it out of. And... Well, no, you would put all the ingredients in there and bring and it And just bring you, it like, and then drink why... it out of it. All right. All right. No, yeah, you're and right. And drink you're it right. out of it. Yeah. It's okay. like a nice little all-in-one situation. True, true. Okay. And if anyone doesn't hasn't seen the blend yet, it is kind of like a big cup with, with a blender blade at the bottom. Yeah. Hmm. I... I have a lot of questions, but that's outstanding. And also, I don't know what Poker Face is, so clearly I've missed another Oh, thing. Poker Face may be a thing, uh, but I, I, I tend to stay away from TV shows being things unless, you know, like even Last of Us. I'm like, yeah, TV shows become things, but then they mm-hmm. stop being things. Anyway, uh, Poker Face is Natasha Leone, Ryan Johnson directed a series on Peacock that is literally the modern day Columbo. Every episode- really? You get the setup in the first episode, which is like a movie of why she's on the run. But then every episode, she's on the run in a new place and then runs into a murder that she then solves. Incredible. Even the dogs got excited hearing about it. No, this sounds like my perfect show. Like, I can't wait yeah. to watch this. And she, she even oh does God. the like, but there was one more thing kind of, you know, like she doesn't and... actually parody Columbo, but she's, there's that moment when she's like, but hold on. It's amazing. What? Yeah, it's so oh, good. That's incredible. And um, uh, right. and 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 Ambassador Domo pointing out huge uh, amount of incredible Hulk to it because traveling from town to town, like uh, like uh, Dave cool. Banner wasn't it Dave Banner in the TV series instead of um, yeah, anyway. Oh yeah, right. It was oh, Bruce my God. Bruce okay. Banner. Thank you. Yeah, Bruce Banner was 
Oh, hilarious. I thought there was like another show with like a banner relative. I'm such a ding dong. I got to <laughs> focus up self. Um, Beth needs a thing check. Hello, Tom, Molly, and producer Rich. Checking in on whether berets are coming back as a thing. Admittedly, I'm planning a trip to France this summer, so it's possible I have stereotypical old school Parisian fashion on the brain. But during the course of one day, I watched a YouTube video starring a guy in a beret and then saw two people out in the wilds of Chicago wearing them. Not sure if I personally could pull one off, but if they are a thing, I could probably corral my eight-year-old into wearing one. Keep up the amazing work curating all the things. Let's see. Let's see what the internet has for us. Yes. It appears to be. Let's see. I'm looking, looking, looking. Diane Kruger wore one. Oh, yeah. All right. To be fair, at Paris Fashion Week. But. But, I mean, how do you get away with wearing a beret at Paris Fashion Week? If they're not. Unless they're not. Unless they're a thing. Because otherwise it would be like, what are you doing? That is so cliche. But if they're a thing, it's like, oh, how cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like a beret. I'm excited. I hope so. Yeah. Berets are back. Yeah. Thank I'm you, I'm into it. Let's just say yes. Uh, oh, real quickly, uh, at Porter, uh, sorry, but it was David Banner on the TV show. I was right. I knew, was. I knew, that, okay. I knew that it was different. So it was a Banner spinoff. I knew that they changed the name. And there's a whole story about why they changed the name. They thought it played better or whatever. So they, they, they changed the name for the TV show. And then it went back to Bruce, which is the real name, which I was temporarily confused which one was real and which one wasn't uh, when they went back to the movies. All right. Uh, Mark from NorCal just discovered the show. Welcome, Mark. Old time fan of BOL. Love, love, love hearing you two back together again on the radio, in quotes. Uh-huh. Found the podcast recently. You made my week. Well, Mark, you just made our week back. Yeah, dude. Welcome. Thanks for staying with us for so long. That's incredible. See, we were actually speculating uh, just last week. Like, it's real possible that there's like latent fandom out there that just mm-hmm. doesn't know. Yeah. And we have been validated. That's amazing. I'm so glad you found us. Tell your buzz out loud brethren and sestren yeah. and tell the Facebook. Then Shout it loud. Shout it out. Like we're about to shout out. Oh, wow. The people at the shout out level on it's a thing dot me's Patreon, patreon.com slash it's a thing. That was magical. It really was. Thank you. Um, Yes. Those of you who support us at the shout out level and thank you to anybody who supports us at any level because you keep our butts in the chairs week after week. We are so grateful. You're the reason literally that we are here. But the shout outs are where we create a custom segment just for you incorporating your names. And this week's shout-outs are based on All Music's review of R.I.P. Burt Bacharach's 1967 album, Reach Out. Here we go. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Joe Hood's second album will either delight or sorely disappoint a modern Gabrielle Cohen, depending upon how aware Kevin Silla is of who Laura Abel really is. It's easy to forget, amidst the Eric Duncan 90s revival, that Benjamin Forrest was never fundamentally a rock songwriter. Reach Out was reissued in 1995, just as Lee Price's star was rising among more mature Andrew Bradley listeners. Parts of Louis St. Amour do aspire to a kind of big band pop soulfulness. The rest is quasi-James C. Smith of the light variety, very cleanly and carefully arranged by Mike Akins, who tends to emphasize the obvious. A lot of what is here is very basic, well-played, but displaying no dazzling Jake Woods details. That's often a risk when Morris Jones interprets his own work. 
Frequently, it is the outside personality, the performance specialist rather than Miranda Janelle, who picks up the hidden and unusual sides of a score. I want to be a music writer, and also I'm going to listen to some Burt Bacharach all weekend long. There we go. Get that copyright strike. I love it. Oh, womp womp. R.I.P. Bert. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to It's a Thing. You can, as I mentioned, become a member of It's a Thing, get access to our Discord, where we chat live with our fans. You've probably heard us referencing some of them week after week, an ad-free RSS feed and more. Patreon.com slash It's a Thing. I think we lost Tom, even though I hear music. Tom, you muted? can also support the show by buying some things through our affiliate links. Look for them in the show notes or over at our shopping page at it's a thing.me slash shop. You can also email us your things to feedback at it's a thing.me. That's right. There's a shop. See you next week. We have a shop. We have a shop. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.